0: You can contact the program by calling 866-41-ABIDE or by visiting us on the web at wvr.org. And now, without further delay, here's your host, Jim Wood. Psalm 100 is very familiar. A number of you have it memorized. I'm going to read it from the New International Version. This is God's Word. And praise his name, for the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. May God add his blessing to this reading from his holy and inspired word. Do you want to get close to God? Do you want to draw near to him? Then thank him. Thank him. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. That's the way to draw near to God. God feels distant. Consider what he's done for you and draw near with thanksgiving. That is unfortunately not the default position of humanity. That's not where we just tend to go automatically. In Luke 17, beginning in verse 11, we read the story of ten men who had leprosy. And they asked Jesus to heal them. And he did. He told them to go to the priest's and show themselves. And as they went, as they obeyed, they received the healing. Well, they were all happy about it, but only one of the ten came back to thank Jesus. And Jesus said, oh, don't worry about it, it's no problem, you just go on back and show yourself to the priest. No, Jesus said, where are the other nine? Because Jesus knew that they were healed too, but You see, they were so focused on what they had gotten that they wanted that they didn't even take time to thank the one who had done it for them. That's the default position of humanity. We are focused on the things that God gives rather than on God. Everything we have comes from him. We couldn't draw breath apart from him. Our food comes from him. Do you pray before you eat? Well, yes, that's something we do here at the ranch. I know, but do you pray before you eat? Suppose you're not at the ranch. Suppose you're at home for the Thanksgiving holiday. Well, I don't know, sometimes my family does that, sometimes they don't. I didn't ask what your family does. Do you Pray and thank God that you have food to eat. Well, it depends on what we're having. Well, it shouldn't. You know why it depends on what you're having? It's because you always have food. Those who have an abundance are the least inclined to give thanks. We just take it for granted. Jesus taught his followers to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Was it because the fishermen didn't know how to fish? Was it because they were all starving? No. It's because every time we eat, we need to recognize that is provision from God. Every time... And we need to live with an attitude of dependence on Him. Those who are most grateful are those who know what it is to go without. When our oldest son was born, and he was, let's just say his future was in doubt. When he was diagnosed with his multiple problems at birth. We learned to thank God for every milestone that was achieved. Because Paul, as a paraplegic, was not going to learn to take his first steps. The only way Paul could take steps was with long leg braces and something to hold him up but man when he got to where he could do that we were thrilled after one of his surgeries early in life he had lost the ability to do something that he had been able to do prior to the surgery and that was to sit up imagine this little boy who couldn't walk couldn't stand but at least he could sit had an operation and after the operation he couldn't he couldn't hold himself up in a sitting position. I remember pleading with God, just give us that. Please. Make it so my son can sit. And God graciously answered that prayer. But we did not take it for granted. You don't just assume Whereas as a result, when his younger brothers were born, everything was a celebration. Look, look at what they did. You appreciate things that other people don't when you haven't had them. You appreciate being able to turn on a tap and get water that's drinkable. You not only have running water in the house, it's water you can drink. You don't have to boil it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We are so blessed, but we are so blessed that we tend to take things for granted. And so instead of being just overflowing with gratitude, we are some of the most ungrateful people on the planet. Even when we pray and we ask God to do something for us, sadly, we tend to move on quickly when we get what we prayed for. When I was a kid growing up in Montreat, our pastor used to tell a story from time to time about a guy who was up on the roof and suddenly started sliding and realized if he went off the roof, he'd probably be killed. And so he quickly sent up one of those emergency prayers. God, save me! Just then his pants caught on a nail. And he said, never mind, my pants just caught on a nail. Isn't that sad? But when God answers our prayers, we just, oh, it turns out it wasn't really a problem. Instead of, thank you! Thank you, God! Thank you! We just tend to move on. Well, ingratitude is not only epidemic in our affluent culture. Ingratitude is an offense against a holy God. If you look in Romans chapter 1, beginning in verse 18, this is God's word. so that men are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. What was the problem? At the heart of the problem is despite knowing that God is God, they chose to suppress that knowledge. They didn't want to acknowledge Him. Our federal government looks this close to passing the Respect for Marriage Act. What's Respect for... I mean, don't you think we ought to respect marriage? I definitely think we ought to respect marriage but the Respect for Marriage Act does the opposite. It says anything qualifies because it's not right to deny people the opportunity to love whomever they will. Really? What if they love more than one person? Is polygamy okay? The legal basis for polygamy is about to be passed by our Congress. What about incest? Okay, if I love an immediate family member, is, is that okay? Well, it's going to be hard to say no after our Congress gets their way. Well, what if it's not a human? Well, we ought to be able to love whomever we want. And if men can decide their women and women can decide their men, who's to say that? My precious Bella, most beautiful, sweet, good-natured German shepherd I've ever owned. Who's to say that she couldn't be my wife if something happens to Mrs. Wood? Certainly not the government. Because our government, calling it respect for marriage, is absolutely thumbing their nose at the creator of life. Bad. Yes, it's bad. And you know what? God's wrath is being manifested in our culture. And what does it look like? Well, Romans 1 says, because people refuse to honor him as God and give him thanks, God says, have it your way. Have it your way. Have it your way. And that's what's going on. And it's going on not just in government. It's going on in churches, it's going on in homes. People are engaging in more and more and more perverse things because we've shut God out of the picture and devoted ourselves to the worship of the creation. Instead of worshiping the creator, we are now in love with the creation. Ingratitude, the refusal to give God glory and to give him thanks and praise is an offense against Almighty God. But God tells those of us who know him, don't be conformed to this world. Don't you live like that. You need to be different. Philippians Chapter 4, beginning in verse 4, this is God's Word. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. and the God of peace will be with you. We are promised not only the peace of God, but the God of peace himself. And the context is we are a worshiping people who give God thanks even as we're presenting our request. Do you have anything you want to ask God for? As you're asking him, think about what he's already done. Think about what He's already given you and give thanks to Him. Give thanks to the Lord. Enter His presence with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Why? Because you're trying to manipulate Him? No, because the Lord is good! And His mercy is everlasting because we are His people and the sheep of His pasture. He owns us. He claims us. He says, you're mine. Well, is that good? Unbelievably good. This is absolutely fabulous that God, the creator of the universe, the infinite God, who knows everything, including everything about us, wants to claim us as his own. Say, I love you. I love you so much, I sent my son to save you. He paid the price for all of your insane rebellion. He died so that you could not only be forgiven, but so that you could have new life. So give thanks to God. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. That's where you find peace. You find it in the God of peace. 1 Thessalonians 5, beginning in verse 16. Tells us what God's will for our lives is. I wish I knew the will of God. You can. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. What? This is God's will. For you. In Christ Jesus. I'm sorry, I kind of zoned out. What was it? it was, uh, I, I said, I want I wanted to know the will of God, but I wasn't paying attention when you were reading from his word. Well, let me read it one more time and see if you get it this time. Be joyful always. Well, I don't feel joyful. You don't have to feel joyful. Be joyful. It's not about what we feel. It's about what we know. I love my wife. Sometimes I feel like it. Pastor would you have a wonderful wife. I know that. She's not perfect. I'm definitely not perfect. Between her imperfections and my imperfections, sometimes I'm not feeling very lovely toward her. You understand? I mean, you can't understand. You're thinking, wow, if I was married to someone as wonderful as your wife, I would be just in love all the time. No, you wouldn't. Because even if she was perfect, you're not, and therefore sometimes... You just wouldn't be feeling it. You understand? But I love my wife all the time. I thought you said sometimes you don't feel like it. I don't always feel like it. But love isn't about how you feel. Love's about what you do. You understand? Be joyful. Always. And pray continually. Do I have to walk around mumbling to myself? No, you're not supposed to be talking to yourself. You're supposed to be talking to him. But I'm supposed to be talking to him all the time. You're supposed to be in an attitude of prayer continually. Don't feel like God... I I have a a settee, it's called, in the living room, where I typically have my devotions. And I've spent so much time explicitly, intentionally talking with the Lord in that place, and hearing from God as I read his word, that I, you know, I, I sort of feel like you know, that's the, that is the holy place where I meet with God. But if, what happens if I go in the kitchen? Turns out God is still there. And I can talk to him as I'm frying eggs or making my wife's coffee or whatever I'm doing. God's in the kitchen too. I don't have to run back to the settee in order to talk with God. I can talk with Him everywhere. Some of our best conversations happen as I'm driving. Everywhere, wherever you are. Don't disconnect. Stay online with the Lord. Pray continually. And give thanks in all circumstances. The famous devotional commentator, Matthew Henry, I thought it was F.B. Meyer, but I looked it up last night, and apparently it was Matthew Henry who uh, had resolved, Lord, I want to live by this. I want to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So he resolved to do that, and shortly thereafter, his resolve was tested by the fact that he was robbed. Yeah, even in the 1800s, that was a bummer. Now, I will tell you, before I read the quote from Matthew Henry, that when he refers to having his purse stolen, he's talking about his billfold. Okay, that's, that's what it was called, sort of like British people call cookies biscuits, okay? And if you've ever had a British cookie, they kind of taste more like biscuits. But anyway, that's a a whole other thing. Unless it's Scottish shortbread, which is delicious. But some of the scones are good, too. But anyway, he refers to his purse here. And he's talking about his, his money pouch. All right. When he was robbed, it was obviously upsetting. How do I give thanks? And then... God taught him. And this is what he wrote. Let me be thankful, first, because I was never robbed before. Is that good? Yes, I was robbed, but it's the first time. That's good. I was never robbed before. Second, because although they took my purse, they didn't take my life. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm still alive. Third, because... Although they took my all, it was not much. (laughs) And fourth, because it was I who was robbed, not I who robbed. That's the way we learn to give thanks in all circumstances. Just pause and take every thought captive to the lordship of Christ. Lord, help me get, get your perspective on this. I've got so much to be thankful for. How do, I, how do I turn this around? Well, we read from Philippians 4. Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are true. If there's anything noble, praiseworthy, that's what you're supposed to think about. I use this illustration repeatedly, but if you come up to my house, you will see that we have an absolutely beautiful view out all those glass windows. Just absolutely beautiful as someone who was visiting earlier this week said, you have a beautiful view whatever direction you look in. It's true. Imagine if someone came to our home and all they saw was the grandchildren's fingerprints on the glass. I just, no matter where you look, there are fingerprints. What do you see? Do you see the mountains? Do you see the sunset? Do you see the moonlight? Or do you see the smudge on the glass? What are you focused on? Lift up your eyes and see the kindness of the Lord. He has blessed us more than we can comprehend. All manner of things we don't even realize He's doing on our behalf.